What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. Okay, so I have not been able to stop thinking about this. Um, I think I can speak for a lot of us and say that, but um, the shooting at Robb Elementary School has just been on my mind so much, and it's all over the news, but I, it's really important to me that I don't become desensitized to it because that's like a privilege for me to be able to just decide to not think about it. And there's like a difference between like, okay, like let's take a break from the news and like, let's just pretend this didn't happen so I can go along with my life. Cause like those families and those, that community, they can't just pretend it didn't happen. And so I don't feel right. Just like going about my day and not thinking about it. And it's really important to me that these kids that were lost that that's what we focus on. I honestly don't really give a shit about the piece of trash shooter who thought that he was entitled to take that many lives um, or a life at all. Like, he can go fuck off. Um, He did. I just, I don't want to talk about that. Um, What I do want to do is I want to read an account that was directly from a family member of one of the kids, um, And this is an article from the Washington Post, so I'm going to read this, and then I want to uh, share with you a little bit about each of the victims. So this is from Tess Mata's family and how they learned that she'd um, she'd been shot. Faith Mata, 21, was getting dressed and ready for work at her apartment in San Marcos, Texas, where she's a rising senior at Texas State University, when she received a text from a cousin in her hometown of Uvalde. Her cousin works at the Uvalde Police Department. The cousin wanted to know, what school did her sister Tess go to? Hari, the message read, imploring Faith to respond. 
Faith replied that Tess Mata, a 10-year-old fourth grader who loved TikTok videos, Ariana Grande, the Houston Astros, and getting her hair curled, attended Robb Elementary. Her cousin told her to call her mother, Veronica Mata, a kindergarten teacher at another elementary school in Uvalde. Faith realized something was amiss, but she was not too concerned. Local schools in and around Uvalde frequently have to lock down, she said, because people arrested for crossing the border often try to outrun police or flee after being detained. Bailouts, Faith said, are common in the area, but rarely has she seen them result in anything serious or fatal to bystanders. Still, Faith called her mother, who was in a lockdown at her school, but Veronica also thought this was yet another bailout and was not too worried. But then Faith's cousin texted her back and said there was a shooter near Robb Elementary. So Faith made another call to her mother, who by now had heard the same thing. A gunman was at Robb Elementary. But we thought it was under control, Faith said. Soon, her father, Jerry Mata, an aviation mechanic, drove to Robb Elementary. He and Faith spoke, and that's when the elder daughter really realized the gravity of the situation. My dad showed up, and when he got to Rob, he said it looked like a scene from a movie with all the cops there, she said, so I waited for the all-clear. But the all-clear didn't come. I started getting gossip. Another cousin wrote me and said she, shot th- she thought the shooter locked himself in a classroom, Faith said. Now I was kind of freaking out. Faith, who was supposed to report to work at an after-school daycare, called her bosses and took the day off. A roommate, also from Uvalde, drove Faith the two-plus hours west to get home. On the interstate, Faith said she was constantly calling her mother, who had gone to the Civic Center and was waiting for school buses carrying evacuated students. She told her mother the same thing over and over. You need to let me know when they find Tess. Call me as soon as you get her, Faith recalled. But they never called me back. That's when I knew something was off. Meanwhile, Faith was calling area hospitals, one in Uvalde, another in San Antonio, but none of them had Tess. Where was she, Faith remembered thinking. My hope was that she was lost or hiding somewhere in the school. On Facebook, she tapped out a frantic post. Facebook friends, please help my family. We're looking for my sister, Tess Marie Mata. She was at Robb Elementary. If y'all have any information you can give me, please let me know. When Faith arrived in Uvalde in the late afternoon, her friend dropped her off at the Civic Center. Her dad met her out front and escorted her to a room. Inside, they waited with other families for any news, but nothing came for hours. They sat at large tables where pizza and bottled water were offered. A lot of the families were not eating, Faith said. It was all families of students who were not accounted for. Many of the families huddled together, she said. Hardly any of the families mingled with others. Everyone was on their own, Faith recalled. I felt guilty if I were to eat. I didn't know where my sister was. If she wasn't eating, why would I get to eat? A lot of the people were on the phone or with their heads down. The room was silent most of the time. Later in the evening, she said, officials came by and started taking DNA swabs of parents. They were swabbing their cheeks, she said. The Matas, like other families, also had supplied authorities with a photo of Tess. When they asked for the DNA swabs, it was the way they phrased it. They needed them to help identify or find a child, Faith recalled. I just had a bad feeling. At some point deeper into the night, Texas law enforcement officials took Tess's mother and father into a private room at the Civic Center. A Texas ranger broke the news, Veronica said. He just told us that Tess was one of the deceased, Veronica recalled. My husband and I, we embraced. Then I asked him for them to bring in Faith. Tess, known by many as Tessie, was one of the 19 children and two teachers killed that day at Robb Elementary. When the door opened, Faith saw her mother's face. Her eyes were glossy. She just looked at me like our lives are about to change, Faith recalled. Inside the room, Faith sat down and broke down. But then she held it all back and addressed the two Texas Rangers. They said the suspect was dead and that they killed him, and that if we needed any counseling, they'd be here for the rest of the week, Faith recalled. At that point, we were just sad about my sister, but at the same time, we did want to know what happened to the gunman. 
They left the building through a back door to avoid the news crews. But instead of going home, they drove to Jerry's parents' home, Tess and Faith's grandparents. Tess was close to them because they drove her to school every day, and her grandmother always picked her up. When the Matas arrived, all Faith remembers hearing at first were the screams. She entered her grandparents' home where her grandfather, so distraught, fetched a photo of Tess that had been sitting on the mantle. He was just holding it, crying, Faith said. She's wearing a purple shirt and jeans in that photo. The three of them went home. The first thing they did was enter Tess's bedroom. Inside, they saw the narrative of her life. The purple walls, the corkboard with photos of her standing next to the Easter bunny or being held in Faith's arms. I love you, Faith, she scrawled on the bottom border of the corkboard. On another wall was a poster of Houston Astros second baseman, Jose Altuve, her favorite player, so beloved that she too played second base on her softball team. A soccer medal hung from the ceiling, dangling next to a soccer trophy and a container full of dollar bills. My sister was saving that money for a family trip, Faith recalled. She wanted us all to go to Disney World. She went a couple years ago, but she loved it so much and wanted to go back. We were planning to go once I graduated from college next year. Over by her desk sat a framed photo of the sisters having lunch in San Antonio next to a glass full of pencils and markers and a miniature toy giraffe. A calendar from February hangs on the wall. B-Day is scrawled on February 6th. It was time to go to sleep. Faith had an idea. She wanted to sleep in the same bed as her parents. She was 21, but she felt the need. Then another idea. They grabbed Tess's white pillows, each of them printed with butterflies and flowers. And they took her pink blanket with pandas all over it. They took everything and put it all on Veronica and Jerry's bed. Now it was time to try to fall asleep, all three of them together. My mom slept with Tess's blanket. We all each got one of her pillows, Faith said. It smelled like Tess. I thought I might be able to make it through without crying, but no shot. While I was putting together everything for this episode, I just, like, sobbed my way through it. Um, But I thought that was a really important thing to read because, you know, it was so hard for us at home to, to hear about this online and see it on the news. And I can't even fathom what it felt like for the families like if it's that hard to see when you're thousands of miles away and don't know any of the people affected like I just so I just wanted to share their story because the victims and their families like that's who that's who matters right now and that's what we need to make change for um I the 25 years have been the past 25 years have been really really awful for mass shootings, and I remember Columbine happening when I was a little kid, and um, there was, it was just so heartbreaking, but it's just been so nonstop recently, and all of the top 25 most deadly mass shootings in the U.S. have involved an AR-15 in some way. Um, I believe one of them, he had one but didn't use it and left it in his car, but every single one of them had an AR-15, and most, if not all of them, obtained them legally. And that's fucking insane. And I just, we just don't need them. Um, I 
But I don't, I don't like, it's not that I don't want to get into politics because I do like, I fully support gun control. And I think that it is fucking insane that I have to get a background check for an apartment, but not a gun. <laughs> like it's absolutely batshit crazy, but I've been sharing all that on my Instagram story. And with this episode, what I really wanted to do is focus on the kids. So next I'm going to read, um, a little bit about all of the children and everything I could find about them from the internet, from their obituaries to interviews to whatever. So, um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and honor these kids. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I researched the pronunciation of all these names, so hopefully I get it right, but just know I'm trying. <laughs> Um, okay. Alexandria Anaya Rubio, 10 years old. Alexandria was recognized that day for an all-A honor roll, and she also received the Good Citizen Award. They had a big ceremony at Rob that day that was, like, kids being presented with their honor roll certificates and all of that, and so that was a big deal to get the Good Citizen Award. Her mother said, we told her we loved her and we would pick her up after school. We had no idea this was goodbye. Some of these kids had more information available online than others, so that's the only reason why there's a difference in length for um, the different kids' stories. Um, Alethea Ramirez, 10 years old. Alethea loved to draw and wanted to be an artist, and um, you guys know those, like when you go on to google.com and there's like a different, like it's a doodle, like the Google logo is different and somebody drew it. It's like a doodle for Google contest that they run for kids and she had just submitted a drawing to it she really really loved art and wanted to do that when she grew up Amory Joe Garza 10 years old Amory made honor roll that morning her father said on Facebook um, 
Thank you, everyone, for the prayers and help trying to find my baby. She's been found. My little love is now flying high with the angels above. Please don't take a second for granted. Hug your family. Tell them you love them. I love you, Anne-Marie Jo. Watch over your baby brother for me. Her mother, Kimberly, said on Facebook, You did not deserve this, my sweet baby girl. Mommy loves you. Mommy can't sleep without you. Mommy needs you. Anne-Marie, I can't do this life without you. How am I supposed to live life without you? I will never understand. I love you, and I'll never be the same ever again. And Marie left behind a three-year-old little brother, and um, she was fatally wounded in her class when she was trying to call 911. The response of some of these kids to, like, know what to do in an emergency situation is so mind-blowing. Um, but she was she was trying to do the right thing and call 911. Um Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10 years old. Her sister Luna said on Facebook, my little sister didn't make it. She's no longer with us, my poor sweet little girl. Why, God, why these sweet babies who didn't deserve this? They were all just happy for summer vacation. Eliana Cruz Torres, 10 years old. Eliana was a softball player, and she was very excited to play her final game that was scheduled the day of the shooting. Her aunt said she was very excited about her softball game. She was kind of nervous. She was excited because they were going to announce the ones that made it to All-Stars. And she was also saying, like, what if I make it? I'm going to be so nervous. And I was like, girl, you got this. You're going to be so good at it. You got this. She was so excited. Eliana Ellie Garcia, nine years old. Ellie was the second eldest of five girls in her family. It's a lot of girls, a lot of sisters. And she was a helper around the house who loved Encanto, cheerleading, and basketball, her grandparents said. She dreamed of wearing a purple dress to her quinceanera, they said, and she wanted to become a teacher. This part is just so precious. Um, she spent weekends with her grandparents, reminding them to take their pills, helping to mow the lawn, make tostadas and chalupas, and babysit her younger sister's. She's nine years old. This this girl clearly is more responsible than I am. <laughs> she would even ask to help her grandfather with his excavating work. Her grandma had been stockpiling gifts for Ellie's birthday, June 4th. Leggings and Legos. Ellie's father, a car salesman and DJ, planned to handle the music. Lots of cumbias, which Ellie liked to dance to at her grandparents' house filming TikTok videos, she said. She had specifically asked her dad to DJ and was really, really, really excited for this birthday party. Jackie Cazares, 10 years old. This was a Facebook post um, from her family. Tragedy has hit our hometown of Uvalde. As a community, we've been affected one way or another, but there's a select few that won't be kissing or hugging our babies tonight. My baby girl has been taken away from my family and I. We're devastated in ways that I hope no one ever goes through. Taken out of arms and lives in this freaking cowardly way, so young, so innocent, full of life and love, it hurts us to our souls. We thank everyone from the bottom of our hearts for your love, support, and prayers. My baby girl will always be with us and those she has touched. May your passing not be in vain. Something will be done, I promise you. Be in peace with the rest of the angels, sweetheart. Daddy, mom, sister, brother, and the whole family are going to miss you forever. Baby girl, we all love you with all of our hearts. Rest in peace, my baby girl. Just thinking about them having to, like, explain this to their little siblings, like, 
even their older siblings. I mean, like, nobody's supposed to know how to grasp this, but especially not a child. J.C. Carmelo Levanos. I couldn't find his age. Uh, Jace loved to make people laugh, his grandmother, Linda Gonzalez, said. His cousin, Jayla Silguero, was also killed in the shooting. They were just so sweet, their grandma said. They were sweet kids and lovable. What can you say about little innocent kids? Uh, this one wrecks me. Um, Jose Flores, Jr., 10 years old. Jose loved baseball and video games, and his father said he was amazing. He was an amazing brother to his two little siblings. Jose wanted to be a police officer when he grew up. His uncle Christopher said he wanted to protect people. He wanted to be an officer to protect and serve people, not like the officers here in Uvalde. What his uncle's talking about is the police response um, to the shooting, which was fucked. His uncle had promised to pick Jose up from school that day. He would pick him up very often and take him out for hot Cheetos, slushies, and wings, which is like amazing. Uh, Or they would go fishing and swimming in the river. Jose was a huge Houston Astros fan, and he wore number six on his baseball team. Uzziah Garcia, eight years old. His grandpa, Manny, Manny Renfro, called him the sweetest little boy that I've ever known. Manny had recently been sharing his love of football with Uzziah. We started throwing the football together, and I was teaching him pass patterns. Such a fast little boy, and he could catch a ball so good, Renfro said. There were certain plays that I would call that he would remember, and he would do it exactly like we practiced. I'm just picturing this grandpa just being so proud and, like, so impressed that his 8-year-old grandson could, like, (laughs) play professional ball with him like that, and it's really precious. Um, Xavier Lopez, 10 years old. He loved dancing and sports, and his favorite school subject was art. He was a bright light for his family with a smile that could cheer anyone up. He had just received a certificate at his school's honor roll ceremony just hours before the shooting. Martina said she told him she loved him and hugged him goodbye, not imagining that would be the last time she saw him. He really couldn't wait to go to middle school. And uh, Ms. Martinez is one of his family members. Matey Rodriguez, 10 years old. Métis loved the color green and jalapenos. <laughs> she was obsessed with animals in the ocean, especially dolphins, whales, and dogs. She dreamt of attending the University of Texas A&M in Corpus Christi to become a marine biologist because of her caring heart towards wildlife and the animals within it. Her cousin Destiny said, My beautiful angel, you didn't deserve what happened to you, Mia Moore. I love you so much. But I know you were in a better place watching down on me, your brothers, and your dad. I wish I told you I love you one, la- one last time and got to hold you. My mini, me, and my little best friend, I love you until we meet again. <sighs> Layla Salazar, 10 years old. Her father, Vincent Salazar, said that Layla loved to swim and dance to TikTok videos and that she had won six races at her school's field day. Six races. So it's many races, many more than I ever run at one in my school's field day. <sighs> He said that as he drove her to school each day, the father and daughter would sing along to Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. And uh, this is Tess Marie Mata, 10 years old, who we heard about earlier, but just as a little refresher, because we heard a lot about her story. Um, Tess loved TikTok dance videos, Ariana Grande, and the Houston Astros. She loved getting her hair curled, and she had a cat named Oliver.
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. McKenna Elrod, 10 years old. McKenna's favorite color was purple. She loved to play softball, gymnastics, and she loved to dance and sing and spend time with her family. She was a member of the 4-H club and loved animals. McKenna made friends everywhere she went. She loved to write notes to her family and leave them in hidden places to be found later. McKenna was a natural leader and loved school, and she loved going to the ranch with her dad to feed animals and ride on the ranger. Nevea Bravo, 10 years old. I love the name Nevea. It's heaven spelled backwards, which is so pretty. Nevaeh had just turned 10 and had siblings that she loved. Her parents said she put a smile on people's faces everywhere she went. Miranda Mathis, 11 years old. Miranda had a huge loving heart. She was sweet, smart, and a shy tomboy who enjoyed being within nature and spending time outdoors. Those who knew Miranda knew her great imagination, and she often expressed her love for unicorns and mermaids, especially if they were her favorite color purple. Jalis Aguilero, 10 years old. Just a week before, um, the family had mourned the loss of Jayla's grandfather and held a memorial for him in Odessa, Texas. He was in Mexico, so they didn't get to see him, but I told his mother last night, just look at it as your daddy taking your baby with him. Rogelio Torres, 10 years old. Okay, so some of these have, like, the English spelling, so I think his name is actually Rogelio, so I'm going to go with that. Yes, okay. Rogelio Fernandez Torres went to play football in heaven on May 24th, 22. That was the top of his obituary, and it just, like, wrecked me. Rogelio was an outgoing little boy. He loved life, loved being outside, and he always had a smile on his face. He was always eager to help. He had many hobbies, but to name a few, he loved Pokemon, playing football, and playing video games. 
So those were all the children that were lost, and um, there were also two teachers who died protecting their students. Irma Garcia was 48. Irma was a fourth-grade teacher who spent her entire 20-year teaching career at Robb Elementary. So she was literally there her entire... Like, that was... that was She'd been... I mean, she probably saw so many kids grow up and that probably known all these kids since they were little. Her husband... Oh, this part. She had two daughters and two sons. And her husband of 24 years, Joe... He died two days after she was shot. He died of a heart attack. There's this thing called broken heart syndrome, which sounds fake, but it's real. And it's a medical phenomenon where under extreme stress, your heart simply just stops working. And so when you hear about like older couples, like, you know, they die like a day apart and, you know, there's, there's a lot of stories like that. And they say they died of a broken heart. They actually mean it. Um, so he, he died two days later. She loved music, barbecue, and taking country cruises, cruises to Konkin, which is a summer vacation spot near Uvalde. Her poor daughters and sons lost their parents, just back to back. Eva Morelas, she was a fourth grade teacher. She was 44. Morela was... Morales was remembered in a Facebook post by her daughter, Adeline Ruiz, as the half that makes me whole. My best friend, my twin, was taken from me. Thank you for loving me in the best ways and for raising me to become so strong. Everyone who knows you knows how outgoing and funny you were, and I will miss your laugh forever. She had three pets and loved running and hiking. It took me so long to, like, find all of that about everybody and just, like, my eyes like look like swollen shut from like <laughs> making this episode. Um, I really hope that this isn't for nothing, because like looking back, kind of feels sometimes like Sandy Hook was for nothing. You didn't do anything to protect those kids, and I don't want to go too far into it because I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I just want to go cry. <laughs> um, but the police response to the shooting was fucking pathetic. And I saw so many politicians get on Twitter, not say anything about gun control, not say anything about that, about a kid being able to just get him on his 18th birthday. He didn't even have a fucking driver's license. They didn't say anything about that, but they thanked the first responders. But the first responders waited an hour to go in there. And there was a mother who was arrested for trying to get into the school and they finally like let her go and she ran in and she got her two kids and she went into that building and there was like an interview. I swear to God, I fact checked this. I listened to the whole thing because I was like, maybe I'm not going to understand the context. Like I don't just trust headlines. People use clickbait as a device all the time. And uh, one of the, like he he wasn't the police chief or like I don't know that for sure but he was like one of the head police officers in Uvalde and he was talking about it and he's like what the American people need to understand is that if the police officers went in there like they're putting their lives at risk like they could have died it's like yeah we fucking know (laughs) so they waited an hour and they could have saved so many lives and obviously like 
every police officer isn't at fault there. They have to listen to orders. But the ones who made the decisions, like, fuck that. Fuck that. I just, I really hope that this wasn't all for nothing. And I hope we all do whatever we can to let the tragedies that happen to these little kids turn them into something that can make the world a better place and stop it from happening. Um, Because we shouldn't have to sacrifice children for our Second Amendment rights. That's not how that works. That's fucking stupid. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to end this episode other than just say, like, hug your people. You just never know. I'm Kaylee Shore. This is Too Much to Say, and we will be back next week. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.